thing and hit the button. The button is pushed. What's our star car today? Uh, big car of the day. Actually, it's the Miata. Wow. It shows the Miata. The Miata is not a star, but it's our star. <laughs> Get those words! go guys uh you know you don't need a wake-up call you don't need an alarm clock <laughs> all you need to do is set your youtube machine uh auto start at about nine o'clock and we will get you up even though we're a half hour late for our own show how's it going <laughs> yeah, everybody right. welcome to bid nerds Seriously. right <laughs> yeah. what's oh up goodness. michael deeb uh san francisco how's that treating you oh dude it's been spectacular it feels like summer like summer arrived out here in san francisco this week we we get that like one week of in the spring that's just spectacular and you look around and you think man if it was like this all the time you would never be able to afford to live here right. <laughs> yeah, the case all the time. so crazy yeah las vegas weather has been fantastic as well we are getting a late run of great weather usually by may it starts to get uncomfortable um but we are like barely in the 90s so the evenings oh, are so, so nice. fantastic oh my god wow we convertible weather if you got a drop top now is the time to be in las vegas uh i got my carbs back i got my my uh 40 millimeter webers back for my for the speedster oh no for your the, 356 roadster Convert. uh cabrio yes cabrio we had to go through all three models the speedster yeah. no roadster and eh. no cabriolet that's right because why? i'm not a cabriophobe it is weird that they made all three versions of convertibles and the porsches and that was kind of like the thing to do with 356s was convertibles yeah because back then people weren't con uh, you know cabriophobes people liked having open right. top motoring that's the way you did sports cars and um, I think that's going to kind of carry over into today's conversation. That's right. Our big car of the day uh, is a car that kind of has carried on that tradition. We'll get to that in a little bit. But first, uh, what we do, everybody, on the show is nerd out on the most interesting cars of the day and all the automotive enthusiast auction sites like Cars and Bids, Bring a Trailer, P Car Market, Rad for Sale, and whoever else has an auction site. There are many. Um, we sift through yeah. hundreds of cars that are sale uh, that go on the auction block every single day, and we bring you the most interesting ones to nerd nerd out about but we don't just nerd out out and jibber jab about these cars and talk about the horsepower <laughs> and all that stupid stuff no we put our mouth where the rubber is that sounds weird uh we make does, uh, no. we what make, is it fleet week <laughs> yeah right we make <laughs> predictions as to what we think these cars will actually sell for we play prices right with cars on the internet. That's what we do every single day. And we always start out the episode uh, by checking ourselves uh, from the day before. Where were our predictions yesterday? How bad at this are we? We will find out right now. And as it turns out, not very good. All right. Yesterday's <laughs> cars. We had some really cool cars. Uh, play along with us, guys. Hit the subscribe, like, and notification button. And uh, we've got the links to the cars down in the um, information for the video below. Uh, so you can look at the uh, the ads yourselves and peruse uh, all the details. And uh, let us know what you think your predictions will be for these cars. And let's see if you're better at this than we are. You probably are. <laughs> all right. Yesterday's yeah. cars, Michael D. What do we got? So yesterday, JP, we started off on Bring a Trailer with a 2014 Porsche Cayenne 
This is an mm. E2 platform base model with a six-speed manual. Yeah, buddy. This car is remarkable because it has the manual transmission. In addition to that, this car had ridiculously low miles for a 2014 model. This car had just 54,000 miles, and neither one of us had ever heard of jet green metallic. Uh, not at all a bad color on this car mm -hmm. uh, if you're into green. Um, I still think it reminds me of the cars from the 90s but you like this one quite a bit the big thing here is that it has an all black interior and a manual transmission and that alone is enough to work with add to that the low miles and the fact that it's an e2 platform and you have a recipe for a car that's probably worth some money so despite our car being in the twenty thousand dollar range when we looked at it yesterday i thought i was going high when i said thirty six thousand dollars much to my surprise, you took the over comfortably at 40000 and said, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if there's blue sky above my bid. And damn it, JP, you were correct. This thing basically doubled in value in the final hour of the auction. Our car sold on BAT yesterday for a whopping $51,000. Let me repeat that. A 2014 base Cayenne. <laughs> with 54,000 miles sold for $51,000. And make no mistake, it's because of the six-speed manual transmission. So there you go, JP. Are you at all surprised by that, or am I the only one that still thinks that's a stunning number? I am not even remotely surprised, to be perfectly wow, honest. This wait, car, damn. this colorway with a Good manual. Golly. Uh, you know, Porsche, yeah. ha for, a for a long time, was trying to drink their own Kool-Aid and tell us how great PDKs were, and over and over <laughs> and over, and they just like, oh, PDKs the greatest, PDKs the greatest, and everybody screamed their bloody murder uh, and said, no, we want manual Porsches, and, uh, you know, they two Porsches credit, they slowly said, all right, we get it, fine, we'll make sure we put manuals will keep manuals in the 911s and stuff and you can see the new gt3 uh has manuals in them and everything uh so this car you know i i wish i hope that porsche is paying attention in this regard too the macan would be magnificent with a six with a manual uh yeah. oh my god how awesome yeah. would that be this car went for as much money as it did because it is the only th i mean how do you get a modern Porsche SUV that's going to be this much fun? I mean, uh, as much as I like the E1 platform better, I think it's a, a more stout platform. Uh, this one being yeah. the more modern version with the with basically the up-to-date interior, uh, this is kind of like a Macan. You know, the, the Cayennes of this generation were much smaller than the newer ones. Um, and this car is just such a great drive. And with this few miles, we've seen them over and over again. I wouldn't say over and over again, but we do. seems like every time one comes, up we talk about it excuse me and usually they have a hundred thousand miles give or take 10 so to yeah. find one with fifty thousand miles uh is no surprise that this one brought you know uh almost double because the the hundred thousand mile one seemed to go for about in the high 20s low 30s so for this right. one to bring 50 with a really unique interesting good looking color yeah 50 grand of course why wouldn't it that's just yeah it's still a regular range color in 2014, but because mm -hmm. it's unusual, it's the closest thing to PTS as you're going to find. Yeah. I have a trivia question for you, JP. Mm. On the E1 and both the E2 platform Cayennes, did they ever come with a PDK? I thought they all came with automatics, and the only PDK went into the Macan in 2015 and 2016. Is that fair to you say? You are absolutely correct. They never yeah. put PDK in any Cayenne. 
because the Cayennes are designed to be tow vehicles. You're, a Cayenne yeah. is a truck, uh, whereas a Macan yeah. is more like is a, a car. car. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you are absolutely correct. But in the era, I mean, you're talking 2014, the PDK was around, but they were still doing the Tiptronic. So, you know, it's not that they were trying to convince yeah. us all that they, you should have a PDK in your Cayenne. Uh, it was more that just they resisted the whole manual thing. And clearly, yeah. people wanted these. Uh, and, it, and with this smaller powertrain, it really is necessary. The six-cylinder, even in the E2 platform, is underwhelming uh, in this car, unless you have it tied to a six-speed manual transmission. If you have this transmission, you're going to have a good time, even with the smaller engine. That direct, uh, yeah. The direct injection six-cylinder was a 3.6-er liter uh, is, is yep. enough power. And I think this generation Cayenne is a little lighter than the previous generation, so these definitely have a more spirited feel to them. They're still not like a GTS of the previous generation, no, in of Amanda, course which is like a monster, but... Um, this so that you know that actually brings up an interesting question this yeah uh this cayenne e2 with the small engine and a manual gts gts or the gts day. of the previous GTS. yeah yeah he's like you, you saw where the question yeah. was gts yeah. of the GTS. previous one yeah yeah all that monster Four, power. it's basically jp it's the same thing but it's got a hundred more horsepower and almost a hundred pound foot torque more yeah. i mean you know yeah. i i'm i'm all about I'm all about the big numbers because I like to drive fast. And while yeah. this would be super fun, I would not kick this car out of bed for eating cookies. Yeah. Uh, I, if you're giving me a choice, I'll take the E1 with the with the GTS motor. I would bet you that if we saw an E1 GTS manual with low miles, which we never do, all the ones that we yeah. see that hit these these auctions uh, that bring yeah. thirty, forty thousand dollars, they all have in the you know eighty, ninety thousand miles or more. Yeah. Uh, so a fifty thousand mile GTS manual. Yeah. Whoo! What do you think that would bring? Yeah. What would you guess? Well, it's a four point eight liter V eight, right? Yeah. All right, so forty eight thousand dollars. <laughs> there you go good bet i you don't think it would beat this i think they i think it would be over uh, 50. maybe yeah i mean I if think it's it an more off, than... if it's an out of range color yeah for sure but if it's just black or white eh, you know whatever i don't know all right all right so we spent a lot of time on that uh car let's love really that car. rip through yeah love that was that, car. that yeah, was really nice unique car. yeah that was a great yeah. way to start the and week you won that one jp just uh, for the record uh the one that you didn't win which i'm gonna laugh at is that mm. 1988 300 zx mm. it was on cars and biz yesterday uh, I said 11000 You nominated this car, fawned over it, and then only bid $9,500, and the car brought 10500 So I beat you to the punch on that one, which makes me laugh. Now, in fairness, it was only bid to that number. Uh, the reserve was set, and it did not meet the reserve mm. on cars and bids yesterday. So that car will remain available for sale. 10500 did not bring it home. Mm. So there you go. The big stupid wheels killed it. Yep. And then uh, yesterday, JP, we were actually, we visited Rad for Sale because they had an unusual green 1995 Dodge Viper with about 28,000 miles, I think. This car was in British Columbia, was still in British Columbia. So the winner of this auction, if it's a U.S. citizen, is probably going to bring this car into the United States. Keep in mind that that expense will be right around the corner. I said 25,000. You took the over at 27, and I only... Just beat you at twenty five five. This car sold. Mm. So again, anytime Rad for Sale closes a car and it sells at auction uh, at the at the hammer, uh, mm. I congratulate them and tip my hat because I know that's not easy to do. So well done, guys. 
uh, clearly it met the reserve, so the consigner's happy. And congratulations to the buyer. You bought a, a first-gen Viper for just 25000 bucks. That's not bad. That's pretty good. Pretty. I'm shocked that that, hit, that even made it to reserve, right? Honestly, that's uh, that's yeah. interesting because that's that's a lot of car for twenty five grand. Not my jam. Not a big fan of early uh, Vipers. Yeah. But for $25,000, again, in, in a... In a, in a at not a normal colorway, something that's a little unique. Uh, that's that's strong, man. That's uh, that's going to look good at a Radwood event coming soon, I'm sure. Absolutely, absolutely. And there's one coming in July. Let's be there. Yep. All right. Uh, also, we go back to bring a trailer, and we looked at a 2004 Porsche C4S. If I remember mm. correctly, JP, this car had like 24,000 original miles in light silver mm-hmm. with black interior. Uh, highlights here were the manual transmission, the C4S platform itself, and the uh, uh, what do you call it? The uh, sport exhaust, which are really yeah. cool. Uh, you are not a big fan of the tufted leather. I'm just, for me, the big thing is you got to get the seats. You got to get the sport adaptive seats, and this one did not have it. So this had standard seats with tufted leather, and I agree with your take that they should have spent the money on the better seat and the hell with the leather. Uh, so anyways, there you go. Uh, this was a really nice car. Uh, there was no record of the IMS bearing being done, uh, but this car was in spectacular condition, and so we bet the moon on this one. I said 54. You said 50. Uh, both are kind of high water marks for C4Ss, even in their climb right now. That's like the top of the market. And man, we were right on the money. This car sold for $53,500, JP, for a car that needs a bearing. How crazy is that? That's unbelievable. I don't know if they ever made sport adaptive seats in this generation, did they? Oh, uh, well, I anyways, they, they had, seats, the, yeah. I meant the, the sport, the bigger seat is all I'm talking oh, about. Okay. They all call right. them sport adaptive today, but I just meant the seat with the shoulders. This seat yeah. has the hips, but it doesn't have the shoulders. That's the big thing. Adaptive seats um, always drive me nuts. You go around a corner. The first time I was ever in a car with adaptive seats, yeah. it freaked me out. I, it was some kind of BMW <laughs> and I go diving in a corner. I'm like, whoa, what's yeah. that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I yeah. thought maybe somebody yeah. left a snake in the car or something like that. What is happening? It just <laughs> like, I was not expecting the seat bolster to be squeezing in on me i was like man i had an m i had an m5 that had that and uh you put it in sport mode and then the seats move unless you defeat the seat thing and so i did the same thing i turned and the car it's like it gooses you right you know under your armpit you're like what the it's like yeah so i I, I turned it off or get get on it you know it's like i pulled over turned it off and never turned it on again i do not (laughs) like that the seat does not need to move i've got enough movement as it is yeah Uh, our last car of the day jp was a bmw uh it was a 2008 m5 on cars and bids uh again a low mile example like like 57,000 miles on this car uh it did have quite a bit of service recently over the last two or three years um, the interior of this car kind of killed it, though. It was like a light beige interior with a black dash and light wood. It was not an attractive yeah. color combination. The white paint, on the other hand, is actually unusual on this generation of the M5. Um, but anyway, these cars don't hold a lot of value. That sequential manual gearbox uh, has always been sort of the weak link on these cars. Now, again, if you're driving at 10 tenths, they move. Uh, but in all other driving, that gearbox is clunky and junky, and it's not the one you want. Uh, so it kind of ruins the experience of driving this normally aspirated V10 that makes 500 horsepower. I still thought this car would bring 25,000. You were more conservative at 22, and you were almost on a Yahtzee. The car sold for $22,500. Wow. Three wins for me, two wins for you. I'm off to a good start. You're also off to a decent start. There you go. That's our Monday. 
We've got some parody there. How many times at a car show have you seen a car and was like, hmm, that's a pretty cool car, right? You see, let's say you see a C4S that's really nice. And it's in a sure. row of a bunch of other cars. And you're like, man, that's that's kind of cool. And you're like, oh, all right. It's kind of like you walk up to it and you reserve your excitement for the car uh, until you can peer inside the window and see if it's a Tiptronic or if it's a manual. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're like, yeah, that's ah. absolutely true. And then you just walk away and just, just, yeah. just out of your mind. It's not even, it's not even, it doesn't, yeah. the car doesn't exist anymore. I feel like this M5 that we just talked about is exactly like that. A white M5. Oh, wow. That's yeah. really pretty. I'm not going to get too excited. I'm going to, I'm going to reserve. I'm going to look. It's a, uh, SMG. Last night I was at, uh, they do a little car <laughs> show uh, at the Red Rock Country Club. Um, I think it's like the second Monday of every month. And um, uh, someone had an E46 BMW M3. And it was a yeah. black on black convertible car that was just spectacularly. Uh, mm-hmm. It was just immaculate. It was just like, you know, it's so hard to keep black clean. And this thing was just like gleaming clean blackness. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man. And I was just like, got so excited. And I'm like walking up to it because you just never see <laughs> one of those anymore. And I looked inside. I'm like, oh God dang it, SMG. Oh. <laughs> That's like when you get off the tube in London and you see a really cute girl and she smiles at you and she's got banged up teeth. Mm-hmm. It's like, you get yeah. excited that you see this really pretty girl and she's got eye contact, but then you got to wait and see if it's all ruined or not. Uh, man, good point. Yeah, that's, uh, there are other analogies that you could come up with similar to that, but we're no, not going to do that on a no, family show like no. ours. All right. Well, that was yesterday's cars, guys. Uh, we This is your daily nerd out on the most interesting cars of the day. See what we do here? We pick the cars for you. There's so many cars for sale today. How are you going to go through all of them and find the most interesting ones? You don't have to do that. That's why nerds are here. That's why you hit the subscribe, the like, the notification button. That notification button lets you know of the freshest nerds available because old stale yesterday's nerds are no good. You need today's nerds. And uh, let me tell you, we do this show live at about nine o'clock every single day. And you aren't going to know that it's here unless you have that notification button. Uh, It's going to, once we do the show, then it goes onto our channel, but it can take hours for that show to populate on our channel. You need the notification button because that will let you know that there's new nerds. Get the new fresh nerds. That's us, bid nerds. Today. <laughs> uh, so let's get to the fresh cars, the most interesting cars of the day. Uh, the car that I picked uh, as kind of our main car of the day, and this is uh, exemplary of, of how we we don't people always go well man there was like a a four hundred thousand dollar mclaren on some site why didn't you talk about that one (laughs) it's like because that's not the most interesting car just because it's expensive or some you know douchey exotic thing does not make it interesting (laughs) it just you know dollar signs aren't everything right so we talk about cars a lot of times the cars that you that we can all uh, that are attainable that's what makes these websites interesting is because you watch these auctions and you're like you know what i could actually get that car and how many times have i mean tell us your story guys have you ever been on one of these websites on cars and bids or bring a trailer and saw a car and be like, oh man, that's really cool. I, I haven't seen one of those since high school. And then you, act, you like an hour later, you bought the damn Scirocco or something. I mean, I, yeah. I really want to hear more stories about that kind of thing because uh, I know it's happened to me. Uh, this first <laughs> car that we're going to talk about... Um, is a car that uh, has been talked about over and over and over again, but I think it's it's a gateway drug. Let's talk about this yeah. open top haven't, car. Haven't they made a million of these things already, JP? Haven't I they mean, built them one millionth? That's a good question. I'm sure they have. I think they Are have. More of these yeah, I think they have. Now I don't know. 
I think, well, I don't know if there's more than Beatles, but they, I think they hit their huge mark on this. But what we're looking at, JP, is the original 1992 Mazda MX-5 Miata. This is the first generation car. And what's remarkable about this car that's on cars and bids uh, is that our car in Greeley, Colorado has just 24,600 original miles. And this thing is absolutely a 30-year-old walk in time i mean take a look at those cloth seats take a look at that stubby little plastic shifter um, and that big steering wheel and this one is even on steel wheels this was yeah. a bargain basement miata that probably had an msrp jp of around 14 or fifteen thousand dollars, and i'm telling you this thing is absolutely stunning for how clean it is and how original it is and it's funny when you look at a miata Almost all of them are like lowered. They've got exhaust. They've got uh, they're all chipped up or painted up or whatever. The wheels have been modified or the windows are tinted or something. It's funny when you just look at the original Miata and take it for what it is. I'd say that the, the design and the simplicity has held up really well. That is an attractive car. Now, look, you're not going to win me over because it doesn't have enough power for me at 116 or 14 horsepower, whatever it is, uh, it, it can barely get out of its own way. But these things really do handle, and they absolutely are fun to drive on a back road. That being said, I don't want to buy this car, but I do appreciate it for what it was. The fact that Mazda beat Europe at its own game by building the romance of a small little roadster in the reliability of, and, and packaging of the economic Japanese formula at the time. They sold these cars all over the world, and they were a massive commercial success for Mazda. And I tip my hat to them. And it's, it's fun to kind of go back and look at this really clean example in Colorado and say, yeah, they, that thing it really did sort of set hearts on fire, and everybody wanted one. Uh, a stripper car, if ever there was one, the Mazda Miata. This is a no-reserve auction, JP. It's sitting at $10,250 on 13 bids. MSRP was around 14 grand. The big question here is, is it going to bring MSRP or is it going to bring more? What do we think? What would somebody pay if they could go back in time and buy one brand new all over again? What would they pay for it? And that's what this auction, this, this lot is all about. There's an hour to go to. You know, this car is so nice. Uh, so, so often people talk about the whole thing of, uh, you know, what's the best sports car for to start a race car habit? Uh, and yeah. I don't know if you could find a better one than this. The only problem with this one is that uh, it might be too nice. It's like, do you really want to right. ruin this car? Uh, it's got, nope. I don't think this one has power steering either. Some of the 92s did not have power yeah. steering, which is perfect for racetrack. Uh, there's no right. AC in this car. This is, when you stay strong, stripper you mean it and we're not talking about some girl with daddy issues on a pole we're talking about a car that has no options at all uh and when you're talking about a car to take on a track that's exactly what you want if miata made an rs if if, if mazda was smart back then they would have called this their you know their sport yeah. version or r or something like that yeah. and put just slightly lower springs on it just to make everybody pay more you know but back then even porsche wasn't charging more for rs's they were charging less uh and this car yeah. Oh man. I mean, look, you say it doesn't get out of its own way. Uh, I disagree. This car is not fast by any means, but it doesn't weigh anything and they actually right. feel really good. I, you know, even guys, our size are going to have a great time in one of these. And, uh, boy, I, I, I'm excited to see this car in this, uh, in this condition with this many miles. Uh, I think, uh, unlike what cars and bids usually does, I think this car is going to have a big, <laughs> big run. Um, so, really? All right. Uh, yeah. What do you, uh, where do you think this car is going to land? 
Well, last night I put fourteen thousand dollars. Yeah. Because that was MSRP, but uh, you know, I could add a couple dollars to my bid. I could be talked into that. If you think it's gonna have a big bid, then I think it's gonna have a big bid. I'll go fifteen thousand. Fifteen thousand dollars! Oh my at? gosh! I'll take your bid. Fourteen. I go under. I think it's gonna be going big. To, yeah. Going to... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so high. funny. You took um, a shit. I can't believe it. I thought you were gonna go twenty grand. No, I don't think it's. I. I don't. I don't see. Boy, it, how funny would it be if it did? If I go under, I am still not confident in the platform. I think this late in the game, yeah. uh, it's rare that you see prices get much more than twenty percent in the last. Uh, you know, moments of the auction, you don't see these big runs where you get double the money. At least not often. Sometimes it happens, but it's pretty rare. Uh, this is a car that could, though. I mean, if this car of all the cars that we've seen on cars and bids in a long time. Um, this car, I think, has the highest potential to really blow both our bids out of the water. Uh, it yeah. just depends on who's out there looking for this thing. Let, this is, there's a nostalgia play on, here, too. Let me go on the record that if this car were on Bring a Trailer, I would fully expect it to bring over eighteen, nineteen thousand yeah, dollars 19000 easy. Yeah. Like, it would uh, not surprise me if this car brought twenty four grand on Bring yeah. a Trailer. And I think this guy is leaving $10,000 on the table by putting it on cars and bids. I think it's a huge mistake. This is a really special example. And he effed up by putting it on uh doug demiro's site and he even went no reserve i mean yeah. it's like does this guy need the money or what and once again terrible photos these photos are not really doing the romance you know you when this car came out like you said uh, they beat the europeans right in the early yeah. 90s you know you we just came out if you were alive back then and like cognizant right if you were actually not a child uh you remember going through the 80s and having friends that had mg midgets and austin yeah, Healy's and totally. fiat spider triumph yeah triumph, and triumph TR5s, TR5s, and whatever yeah and you remember all those people myself including uh, in included pushing those cars and just struggling and having the worst time trying to keep them on the road. And they were Lucas so much joy. Yeah. They were yeah. so much, it was such a good time when they worked, but oh, so much pain that you had to pay for it. Uh, this car came out with all that romance, all that beauty and none of the work. This was just like, uh, <laughs> how is this possible that, uh, nobody else did yeah. this before. And, uh, yeah, so everybody wanted one of these, uh, yeah. and unsurprising dudes, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, unsurprising when they made their first special edition. It was British racing green with a tan top and tan interior and yeah. wood shifter and wood brake handle. So, uh, yeah, they were absolutely – they took they beat the British at their own game and sold them to the Americans, and they were reliable. I mean, yeah. the, every car, single I magazine – read in it and fired up. Every single magazine. You're absolutely right. Every single magazine at the at the uh, grocery store uh, magazine rack. You know, Car and Driver, Motor Trend, all those. They had a picture of a ZR1 on the front, and then in a little box was a Miata, and that was basically how you wrote a yep. magazine for five years uh, in the late '80s <laughs> and early '90s. Uh, that's all you had to do. Is if yeah. you had a picture of a ZR1 and a Miata, you could sell a ton of magazines, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. uh, this Motor Trend owes Miata money. Too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this would be a great car to bring to Radwood. I think it'd be super fun, super fly with the Reebok Velcro high tops. Heck yeah! All right, what else we got? We got some pretty interesting cars. Right, we JP. go to its counterpart, the like the real uh, convertible sports car. Yeah, I think so. This is this car, JP, is everything to me. I, I love this thing. Uh, what we're talking about is on Bring a Trailer. It's a 1988 Porsche 911 Carrera. What's the big deal? Well, this particular Cabriolet is an M491 turbo look package that also has the M470 
spoiler delete option on the uh, on this car. It has both the uh, certificate of authenticity and the um, uh, what do they call the other one? The production uh, certificate that Porsche does now. I don't know the other stupid one, but they, the COA <laughs> is the one you want, and it's got that on there that it's a spoiler delete. And I think that's kind of neat. This is a rare car, so see if you can follow me on this one, JP. About 1,500 cars were built by Porsche from 1984 to 1989 that included coupes, cabriolets, and targas in that order. And then most of them were made in 84, and the least amount were made in 89. So you divide that 1,500 number over three models, mostly coupes, then a few cabs, and then a couple of targas. And then you did the most of them in 84 and the least of them in 89. And you get a sense that this 88 cab is probably one of like, 60 or something i mean they didn't wow. make that many of them at all and then when you add to it now i'm talking m491s right and then when you add to that that it has the m470 and it's probably just one of like a handful this is by the production numbers a extremely rare car uh our car has eighty-three thousand miles on it it's offered to us out of houston texas but it's titled in california uh there's a dealer down in uh texas that's got all these cars uh, called Driver Source, and this is their spring mortaring collection, and they've released all these cars uh, with one marketing campaign on Bring a Trailer, and there's uh, some really nice cars in there. But this one is arguably the most fun because this is a great driver with the uh, 3.2 liter and the G50 gearbox. It's a great looker because it's got the wide body and the spoiler delete, and it's a really nice condition. It has had some paintwork done, uh, but overall, this is a really nice car, and it's all in original condition. So... There you go. What do you think something like this is going to bring, JP? Is this, with some paintwork and some miles on it, is this going to fail to be a $100,000 car? Because by the production numbers, I think this should be well over a $100,000 car all day long. And it's definitely an indesirable guards red. Not my favorite color, but it's the color a lot of guys want. So there you go, JP. What do you think? Take it away. Yeah, this is the ultimate sports car from the 80s right here. Uh, this car is why the Miata is so popular is because, you know, everyone wanted a bright red drop top uh, car. And here it is, the car that everyone wanted, but not everybody could afford this thing. But you could afford that no. Miata that we just talked about before. This car is the one you had on your wall. This is the car that had, you know, the all the 80s posters that we had on our walls where the, the blonde was in the passenger seat and, uh, you know, and, and the overhead shot saying everybody wants one. Uh, yeah, they were talking about the car, sure. Um, the, look. <laughs> uh, I thought it was a tailored suit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a, precisely what we're talking about. Um, yeah, I mean, you could fawn all day. The G50 transmission, I mean, this is the best of the best. It's a wide-body car. All the things that you mentioned about it are absolutely why people want it. But on top of that is uh, not unlike the Miata, this car is a reliable sports car. The turbo version that it's made to look like mm. is problematic. There's no way around it. I love turbo 911s, uh, but turbo 911s are finicky. Uh, they're more like their British counterparts than they are the you know the venerable 911s that you can just trust to start every darn time. If you go out <laughs> to get in this car, it's going to run. It's going to get you where you want to go, um, and you're going to have a great time doing it. And it's going to last for hundreds of thousands of miles. Yes, the maintenance is going to be a little is going to be a heck of a lot higher than a Miata, um, but these are equally as 
reliable vehicles. I think um, you just, uh, man, this is this is the car that uh, almost the car that started all. You could say the car that started all would be the the nine thirty, but this is kind of like the ultimate version yeah. of the drop top. The this is this is the visceral experience that everyone talks about. People are like, oh, hard tops are better. Blah blah blah. blah. Yeah, whatever. But nobody can see you. Nobody. You're not getting the air. You're not having that show off thing. Part of the fun of these cars is rolling up somewhere <laughs> and saying, hey, look at me. I'm in a nine eleven. Well, here it is. Everyone's gonna see you that you're in a nine eleven, and this is about the coolest one you can get. Uh, boy, this thing's gonna bring some big money. What do you think it's gonna land? I I just I wonder if this one's gonna break the hundred thousand dollar mark, JP. So mm. I'm I, for whatever reason I'm a little uh, bearish on this one. I guess yeah. I'm gonna say ninety four thousand uh, dollars. JP, our car has. Uh, an hour to go, and it's at $79,000. And it, it ha- don't get me wrong. It's got some bit. No, it's a little light. It's 11 bits. How many, how many miles does it have on it one more time? 83,000. Yeah, I mean, that's, God, that's perfect driver miles. Uh, yeah, I don't think it breaks 100 at that with those miles. Um, but why not? Jeez. Uh, yeah. It, it should. It absolutely yeah. should. Uh, so and if it does, I'll I'll be with egg on my face because allegedly I know Porsches or something, but whatever. It, it should break a hundred grand. But I don't know, just something. I don't know. We'll see. Me, uh, what was your bid? Ninety-four thousand. Ninety-four. Yeah, I'm gonna go higher. I'm gonna say I I don't think it's gonna break a hundred either. Uh, I'll go ninety-five. Yeah. I'll just go the thousand dollars over and say it's we're Chicken we're, shit. we're <laughs> battling on this one. I think you and I are yeah, gonna be duking okay. out. One of us could get a Yahtzee. Right. I think if I think what would be really uh, chicken ash would be like going uh, you know ninety-five five or whatever, and then getting a nut Yahtzee. <laughs> now, now watch, it's gonna get ninety-five five, and we're like, oh, I could have got an extra. I don't know. What a fantastic car. That is relatively it low. Really miles is. I would year. love to have that car. Love yeah. to have that car. Yeah. Um, I, lo- I love the spoiler delete on the back. I would put the front lower air dam back on the front. Mm. Uh, I like the way that looks uh, and whatever, but that's just me. Yeah. Without the wing looks so good uh, on a cab. Super hot. It's just, yeah. H4 headlights. That Zenith shot. Go back. Two, What's that? Go back. Go back four shots. Two more. And then the next one. There it is. Next There's one? the shot. No, that, yeah, no, no. Back, the, the shot from the zenith looking down over the car yeah. is your everybody wants one shot. Go one more yeah. forward. Oh, uh, yeah, this one. Yeah. Yep. That's the shot. That's, That's the, the shot. shot. Yeah, that's that is the shot. Everybody wants one. Car. Yeah. Look at that car. I mean, look at the hips. That's a, that's a gorgeous car. Well You're done. Having Porsche. a good time. All right. Uh, Absolutely. What else we got? See, I mean, now it's just a letdown. We gave you these two fantastic drop top cars. <laughs> All the cabriophobes are, they already dipped out at this point. They're like, I have to have a coupe because it's more rigid. Yeah, whatever. Your pleated pants don't need to go around (laughs) a corner that fast, you moron. Um, And uh, anyways, more moving on. What else we got? Let's go to. All right. uh, Yesterday, yesterday, JP, on Bring a Trailer, we saw a 2004 Porsche 911, a 996 C4S with 25,000 miles bring $53,000. P car market has a 2002 996 C4S with $69,000 in seal gray metallic uh, offered out of Tracy, California. That's out in Cowpunk town or whatever, Cowpoke, whatever you call it. Anyway, it's out in the valley. Uh, this car, again, at the very bottom of the ad, uh, it says that there is no record of the IMS bearing having been done on this car. So what you're looking at is a 70,000 mile 996 that needs an IMS bearing. It happens to be a C4S. It happens to be in a beautiful uh, seal gray metallic. 
Uh, and that's basically it. This car is bone stock. Uh, everything else looks pretty nice. I would say that it's not as clean as the car we saw yesterday, but it also doesn't have the same low miles as the car we saw yesterday. Uh, so the question is, um, you know, with IMS and the model being the same, if you add a few more miles and you throw it on P-Car Market, how much less do we expect this guy to get for his return on investment? Again, yesterday's car brought well over $50,000. Do we think this car stands to be in the same neighborhood or is it going to suffer because of the miles and because of the platform? Absolutely, it will. Uh, you know, the same horrible pleated leather uh, interior. Exactly. I and mean, the rest of it is okay. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the seal gray. People love it, you know. Um, so I know I'm in the minority on this one. But uh, this car, did, it, this is a perfect you have a GT, Didn't you have a GT3 in this color? I did, yeah. And I would have preferred it to be in uh, polar silver or uh, arctic wow. silver or something else. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the gray is fine. I mean, again, it's it's not the end of the world. It's it, This is a, this is a really nice car. Uh, whoever gets it, I, I like them with this many miles. I feel like you get a lot of the service sorted out. We haven't get, I don't know how deep you went into the, Excuse me, add to see if it had any of the service done. Uh, that hideous, horrible, terrible uh, stereo in there. I'd way rather have the stock one. Um, yeah. You know, it's always, I'm glad this photo of the cup holder is here uh, showing how dirty and gross the t cup holder is. This just shows you how like little attention these guys, whoever owned this car, paid to it. Yeah, I mean, this car was probably you know, not fully detailed, but, you know, cleaned for pictures and everything like that, but they didn't do the work showing these cup holders, which are usually always broken. Um, yeah, you can just see this is, this grossness is probably what the car usually is like. So I don't like this car, terrible stereo, uh, no options. Um, no IMS. You're right there in that area where you better believe, get it done. Yeah. I, um, yeah. Right. Uh, and, yeah, and it's on P car market. Uh, where do you think it's going to land? Well, I'm going to give you two numbers because I think this car is going to wind up in the deal tank. Yeah, I imagine this guy has seen some C4s's bring big money lately, and now he's thinking, "Oh, I got one of them in the garage, and my car's worth forty five thousand dollars." No, yeah. it's not, son. Yeah. Uh, your car is not going to bring forty five. I don't think. If it does, I'll be I'll be sitting here with the egg on my face, and it's happened before. Yep. But I think this car will stall out at $38,000 and wind up in the deal tank for $45,000 or more. Yeah, I, so my number 38 was... Is my bid. 38 yeah. is a good bid. That's uh, My number is 39. That's kind of what I had in my head already. Um, okay. Uh, I, and I think it's... Yeah, I don't think uh, it meets reserve. I think uh, the person thinks it's worth 50 uh, and it ain't. So. Um, yeah, I think uh, he thinks he's worth 45 and, uh, and I don't think he's going to get it. Yep. Nope. And shouldn't. If he does, um, whoever spends that kind of money on this particular C4S, man, I know they're hot. I know they're the thing to get right now, but you are jumping on the bandwagon. That is, uh, that is <laughs> wait for a better one. A better one will come along uh, for that money. Uh, and this one, this should be, I mean, look, six months ago, this was a $29,000 car. Six months ago. We're not right. talking about, uh, you know, six years ago or four years ago or something like that. We're talking about like last summer. I remember seeing these people struggling to get 30 uh, and someone came to me who was selling one and I should have bought it at the time. Uh, he was all excited because right. he got 29. He's like, Hey, I got 29. I offered him 25. And he was like, Oh, I'm like, yeah, good for you. Probably if you'd waited uh, a couple of months, you would have got 45. <laughs> um, and so would I. So anyways, yeah, this is a uh, great car all around, but just not the one I would pick uh, if it's going to be a premium. When, now, now if this thing does fail if it does stall out and you can get this in the 30s hmm, all right 
a coupe uh, yeah. with diesel yeah, miles to an IMS and it's a great car. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're not I, knocking the car. Yeah, it just yeah. needs love. Yeah. All right. It does uh, need some love. And, uh, uh, when we get uh, the Vendor the Studio, sucks. we need to get a crystal ball so we can predict we can predict uh, car values. That would help uh, us in the studio. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the platform, you left. You probably wind up leaving a little money on the table. We'll see what happens. It's It did go up overnight. It's at Currently, it's at $31,996 with two hours to go. So it's showing, it's showing some traction, but we'll see yeah. what happens. All right, JP, you picked a really cool car. This is a 1989 Saab 900 Turbo SPG. Um, this guy painted his wheels kind of a dark brown color. Our car has 172,000 miles on it out of Sandy, Utah. Um, so I just wonder if there's any value left. We've seen lower mile versions of this car get close to $20,000. Uh, but I'm not sure that this one's going to get here. Uh, this car just looks like it's got a little bit of wear and tear on it. That driver's seat looks a little depressed. Uh, but there's a lot to like here with the two liter turbo and the aero kit that came with these cars. Uh, this was kind of, I don't know, like the, the peak of that 900 series uh, was this model. So uh, we love them. They're great driving cars. They do have crazy torque steer in the front wheel drive system. So like when you're going around a turn and you open the throttle and the turbo kicks in, that steering wheel wants to straighten itself out. So uh, make sure you've got a firm grip on it. Uh, but but these are fun to drive on a back road. They're fun to drive in town. They, they do make a lot of torque. Uh, but this one, I don't know. It's just not something. It's too mobbed out for me. It's not my style. But anyway, there you go, JP. There's your car. What do you think? Yeah, I absolutely love Saab 900 SPGs, no doubt about it. Um, Magnus Walker, I believe, is doing his new Haggerty show, The Next yeah. Big Thing, I think is what they're calling it. Um, right. And I believe the Saab 900 is on that list. Uh, and, uh, you know, so this car, I think, is finally having a moment. Um, so yeah. the values of these are hopping up. I just don't think this one's going to bring big money because this one's been too oddly... Um, modified this vent on the side they were never black you know it's an spg model the arrow kit along the bottom they were always gray didn't matter you could have a yellow spg a red spg green spg the the cladding across the bottom was always gray so this one has been repainted at some point uh and you don't yeah. know did they repaint the entire car or just the cladding um you know the fit of the you know the the front hood here is not exactly closing all the way this car has been beat these were cheap for a long time and this one just does not look like it was well cared for this would be a great mobber something to just have a lot of fun in and beat the crap out of but only if you can get it for a relatively low price it's it's nice to see the dashboard isn't cracked up because that's hard to find um you know yeah. the, the old uh, what Saab used to say born from jets it really does feel like you're in a jet fighter <laughs> cockpit, uh, cockpit with the way the windshield just kind of like wraps around you it's not unlike a 911 in a lot of ways it's it feels like it's chiseled from a single piece of steel these I just can't tell you how much fun these are to drive if you've never driven one uh, and you get a chance to give it a go if you're gonna have a you much should. more yeah, fun yeah. time than you thought um, but this I this just this one's just not the one unless you can get if you can get this car if it goes for a good a low price then this is a good time but I would not pay the premium that this car might get today because they are getting a little bit of a buzz uh, where do you yeah I mean it's on? already it's got an hour to go, JP. It's already up to $12,250. Uh, I put $14,000 last night. I feel like my bid is in jeopardy of getting superseded. Um, but I just don't see a lot. I don't know. I just don't see a value in the sixteen dollars or $17,000 range. Not for this one. So I'm going to leave my bid there and see what happens. 
What was your bid? Fifteen grand. Fourteen grand. Fourteen Should grand. Should have been fifteen grand. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take the fifteen. I guess. I mean, one hundred seventy thousand miles. That's a lot of miles, too. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it, this. What pl- we are on. Uh, uh, BAT. BAT. Yeah. So, all right. If it has any chance, this is where it's going to get it. Um, yep. And like I said, these are hot. These are so hot right now. But this one's a little bit. <laughs> This one's a little bit derelict in its condition. Uh, it's uh, it's wearing a plastic trash bag and trying to look oh pretty. Uh, it's not there. Um, you can yeah. derelict my side. This would, you know, what would be cool with this car? Here's the plan for this car: if you could get this car for a decent price and not overpay uh-huh. for it, this is the car you safari. A front-wheel drive Saab 900 SBG that you don't care about uh, would be so fantastic in the in the dirt these are really popular in montana uh because any place that you get a lot of snow these are so great because they've got the front that, wheel drive the fr- not just the front wheel drive but um the engine on these it's an inline four cylinder right so uh, you know most huh? four cylinder front wheel drive cars have a horizontal engine uh these are inline and the engine yeah. is slanted so it can be very low um, oh. and, uh, that gives it a low center of gravity. It's also very close to the firewall. Uh, so it gives it a nice balance. Um, and having the low, uh, and the engine directly on top of the drive line, not unlike a nine eleven, uh, means mm. that all that weight is on top, on top of the traction wheels, which is why it has the bad torque steer, but happens to yeah. be really good for traction and will mob through snow. You do not need an all wheel drive version of this car. They don't make one. Uh, you yeah. don't need four wheel drive. This thing will mob up anything uh it's they're really good yeah. in the off-road so in the sand and the dirt and a, like a fire trail or something like that with some knobby tires and jack it up make a safari version of this car this car you don't care if it gets rock chips and all that stuff put a big roof rack on it and if you're a short guy like me that hatchback is huge back there you fold those back seats down you could camp in this thing man now i have to buy this car dag nabbit wow he's got the louvers for the rear windows that uh, oh really oh back. that's yeah, so that'd, dope that'd really yeah. cool yeah, yeah that'd all be right. really cool so uh, okay. neat car neat yeah. car all right well we'll see what happens jp uh i suspect somebody might go right past our bids just because it's on bat and it's close but we'll yeah, see if you're watching this show you go oh wow that guy's right i do all that stuff uh that's we just that guy owes yeah. us money sob guy owes us money for sure sure does right. last car of the day what do we got all right jp Last car, tutto bene. Uh, we have an Italian car, JP. It's a 1973 Alfa Romeo Montreal uh, offered to us out of Portsmouth, New Hampshire. The car is showing 73,000 kilometers, uh, but it's probably true mileage unknown, and I'm guessing it's probably 173,000 kilometers. Uh, the Montreal uh, was originally sold new in Italy and then brought over to the United States in the 1980s. This car uses a 2.6-liter V8, uh, with a five-speed manual transmission, that 2.6 was uh, designed for the racing Alfa Romeo 33 uh, Corsa and Stradale versions. But they took that motor, uh, slightly detuned it, and put it in this car, which was made for uh, greater production. Not mass production, because they didn't sell a lot of these, but they certainly sold you know 10 times more Montreals than they did 33 Stradales, which was just a homologation special. So it's a very exotic aluminum V8 that's high-revving and fun to drive. And the Montreal was designed by our second favorite designer, Marcello Gandini, who worked for Bertoni. Uh, You might recognize other designs of his, like the Lamborghini Mura, the Lamborghini Countach, the Lancia Stratos, the Di Tommaso Pantera, the Renault R5 Turbo, and the first-generation BMW 5 Series. 
which is an unusual sedan to his array of very exotic looking coupes. Uh, but he also penned the Montreal. And I think this car has kind of aged well and it's starting to come into its own. We've seen Montreal's bring over $100,000. This one looks to be in very nice condition, but it has definitely been redone over its lifetime. Uh, and if you look under the carpets, there were some weird, you know, floorboards that look like that might've had some body work done. It wouldn't surprise me if this car had rust at one point in its life and it's been repaired. But when you go back to the engine right there, JP, that air cleaner and those valve covers on the motor were never red. So somebody modified that over the years. And, uh, and that kind of stuff kind of bothers me. If you're looking to spend, you know, a car like this should be worth somewhere between seventy-five dollars and $95,000. If you're going to spend that kind of money, I want to see it put back to original. And when I see that sort of stuff, that kind of uh, offends my sensibilities uh, when you're trying to get retail for the car yourself. So uh, good driving car. Very, very good driving car. Not a great driving car. This is not going to keep up with a 911. Um, but this is a very good driving car. Absolute head turner. You're welcome at every Italian car show in the world because it's so unusual. Uh, it's slightly exotic, but it's not super exotic. So there you go. The Alfa Romeo Montreal, unloved, but starting to find a home. Will this one find a home in your garage, JP? Uh, I sure wish I could afford it. I think this is one of the most yeah. beautiful cars of all time. This thing is just so cool looking. I, and I, and you're right. I think it's having a moment. Um, how can you not love this thing? It, it, did the, it looks like a Jalpa with the, the Lamborghini. Yeah. Um, you know, that's kind of what I thought it was at first glance. I love these, these crazy vents on the side and just the, just the wacky Italian sensibilities from the seventies that this car represents. Yeah. This is just so beautiful. Bitching. I mean, I just, I honestly, as hot as it looks in red and it's very sports car, um, I feel like if, if this car were in silver or some kind of neutral color, uh, it black. would just, yeah, or black, it would just look great in like a Matrix movie or something like that. It's black. Just, it was, uh, yeah. it was in Atomic Blonde with Charlize Theron in black. Well, there you go. Exactly. In the very, uh, very end of the movie, what you get. It's onto the airplane with John Goodman. She gets oh. out of that car and over to the airplane. That that car had a cameo in a contemporary movie, which is crazy. Those little turbine wheels, JP, the little yep. fourteen inches, those are made by Camp Agnolo and they're magnesium and they're probably worth eight to ten grand. Those little fourteens. Wow. Uh, but yeah, there's just really cool pieces on this car everywhere. The little knack duct on the front end and, yeah. and those little louvers on the front headlights. Those little yeah. louvers uh, slide back into the bodywork when wow. you turn the lights on. Those louvers retract. Nice. I just want to be cool in this stuff. car. I just want to drive around. Yeah. I don't care that it's not going to keep up with a 911. You know, if you if you buy this car, you also have a 911 or something else that's going to go around corners. That's right. This is just this would be just the coolest thing to have in the garage to take out uh, on that special occasion or to go to the event. Uh, you know, it, it, I'm sure it's not reliable at all. I'm sure it's a just hideous to to keep going, but. Uh, Boy, just talk about a romantic car. I want to be in there and just live in there. This you is... you got to live within towing distance to a really trusted Italian mechanic. So, like, for me out here in the Bay Area, being close mm -hmm. to Rafi, I could – I could – I'm eligible to get this car. Yeah. Uh, but you out there without us – we know all the German techs out there, but I don't know that yeah. we know the Italian techs too well. Uh, so I don't think you're eligible to buy this car. So uh, no if you buy it, you have to, to keep it, it here. Yeah, I exactly. can't imagine this thing would like the heat too. I got to think. <laughs> no, it would. I mean, it alphas in general no. overheat in this one. No. 
and yeah, yeah. 115 degrees. This thing's going to just melt. Um, all right. Well, as beautiful as it is, uh, it does have some uh, some bumps and bruises, some things that we don't like about it, some odd uh, details that were modified. Um, is Does that represent a, a possibility of a value for someone, an opportunity to get into something this beautiful well, and rare? Uh, or so, is it just going to be so, nobody wants so- it? Let me tell you a story. About 2014 or 2015, somebody sold a Porsche 911 Turbo, like a like a 930 Turbo, for 150 grand. And then every one of the other 10,000 idiots in this country that has one in the garage thought his was also worth 150 thousand mm. dollars. And the market was flooded with them, and the market recessed. And I think the same things happen here. We're really nice ones of these are starting to bring like close to $100,000. And I think all of them are coming out. Like the guy's got one in the garage. He's never fully finished it or whatever, or it still needs $10,000 worth of work that he's not going to spend on it. So he's just cashing them out. And I just don't think they're all worth that. So um, I don't know, man. I, I think I agree with you. This car has some bumps and bruises. I think he thinks it's worth more than it is. I think this car is going to fail to sell today. Whatever it lands at, I think it's going to be a no sale because I imagine the reserve is probably higher than it should be. So I wrote $79,000 last night. I'm struggling with that bid because I don't think it's going to reach there at all. So uh, I, I think it's this car probably going to get bid up to, I'm going to say 70 grand, but I still think it's a no sale at 70,000. You know, this uh, driving video is absolutely awful, uh, but it's so close to being right. They're obviously, I don't know, what are they on the Jersey Shore or something like that? They're they're driving down the coast, which is what you want to romantically see in this car uh, in a video. But, uh, you know, it's just done so poorly, guys. Uh, I, I really, this video is the kind of video that could bring you an extra $10,000 if it were done right. Uh, because this car is not about handling and speed and, and performance. This car is about cruising looking amazing and being beautiful uh and you want to feel that this video ain't doing it um get a you know get a newer iphone you don't need to have a big video crew uh to shoot something well get a good you know even a a brand new gopro has a wider angle and you know put it on your you know hat or have somebody (laughs) in the passenger seat i want to see more of the inside of this car i want to see you rowing through the gears uh and uh you know i this just yeah this ain't doing it uh, sad, but true. Uh, what was your number? 70? Uh, I wrote 70 grand. Yeah. And where is it at now? 40 with an hour 40. and a half to go. Yeah. I think it makes, uh, I'll go 55. I'm going to go really soft on this thing. I just don't, I mean, there's such a fervor for stuff that's hot. You know, uh, I think, things obviously 911s if it says 911 on it we're like oh, i've got to get a 911 c4s oh, yeah. we saw that sc that's yeah. that's that sc coupe brought 50 grand the other day with like right. 20,000 miles on it so there's yeah. some big crazy numbers happening on the stuff that's popular and has always been popular but the more obscure stuff i mean we saw that slr uh what was it the you know the mercedes mclaren. slr mclaren uh convertible uh you know that should have been a $400,000 car and it didn't even break 300 or something like that. Yeah, so yeah, stuff that's a little bit more obscure, uh, it's, unless it's like a blue chip thing that everybody wants, I, I don't think the big numbers are coming up. Or really weird, like next big thing, like that Saab, I think could potentially be something. Yeah, that, I think there's that, people are looking for that that car that's little, they're looking for the Dogecoin of, uh, of <laughs> sports cars. And um, Montreal Alfa Romeo is not it at all. 
Yeah. Uh, there are yeah. plenty of them out there, though. It's really interesting how many yeah. are always available in the marketplace. You never see them on the road, but you always see them in the classifieds and now on the auction platforms. So there you go, the Montreal. I tell you what, though, if somebody can get one dialed in for you, they are fun to drive. They're not amazing, but they're really fun. They sound good. We'll set it up the, next time in uh, the Bay Area, and let's go drive one. Let's go find one. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure Rafi's got one in, in parts in his, uh, right. in his shed. We'll trade him for a Maserati. All right, yeah. Yep. Uh, all right, everybody. That was a Bid Nerds, your daily nerd out on the most interesting cars of the day on Cars and Bids, Bring a Trailer, P-Car Market, Hemmings, Rad for Sale, and all the other automotive enthusiast auction sites. So stick, come uh, come hang out with us every Monday through Friday at, during the 9 o'clock hour, uh, and we will, uh, you know, we'll do a show, man. And we'll talk about yeah, the most man. interesting cars, man. Uh, we got Hayden. Uh, we have Reese Hayden from Hyper Trash Magazine joining us as a third nice. nerd tomorrow. So we've got a guest in the show, and uh, I look forward to hanging out with you guys and him. Uh, stick around. Actually, don't stick around. Go do something else and come back tomorrow. This is it. Bid nerds. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace. Nerds!